Hi, my name is Jamie, and welcome to the One World Your Story Project. We share stories from people all over the world and from all different walks of life. Because here's the thing, no matter where you are on this wild planet, and no matter what journey you have already been on, we all have our own unique story, which brings our own unique perspectives to the table. And you never know who you might inspire or completely transform simply by getting real and sharing your story. And right now, while the whole world is dealing with COVID-19, there are 7 billion people all venturing through on their own unique path. So drop in with us to hear some of these stories. And on that note, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Corona Diaries. Yes, today is Thursday, April 16th, 2020. And who am I sitting here with? Tell me, what is your name? How old are you? Where are you in the world? And by that, I mean geographically, where are you? But also literally, physically, where are you? Um, and what do you do? Uh, my name is Victor Coletti. I'm 39 years old. I will be 40 in July. Uh, I'm a native New Yorker, born and raised. I currently, right now, as I speak to you, I'm in my apartment in Hell's Kitchen on uh, 47th Street between 9th and 10th Avenues in Manhattan. Um, I think I did. I, uh, and what do I do? I'm a yoga. Te- I'm a yoga instructor. Um, so currently, I'm technically unemployed. Um, I'm sure we'll get into this later. Um, I actually developed uh, or, or contracted COVID-19 before uh, the city shut down. And while I was um, recuperating from it at home, I never went to a hospital, but I was tested and diagnosed as positive um, while I was at home recovering. Then the city shut down. And when that happened, um, the places that I work for uh, were shut down. So currently I'm technically unemployed. Um, So right now, what do I do? I'm just being a human. You're just being a human. Okay. Wow. Victor, I was right. That is your name. Okay. So, um, wow. Where do I even begin? Now I remember Milena telling me this. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention to this before. I will act as if I don't know you on this. So I'm about to like go and do it all. But, um, okay. So you're about to turn 40 in July. It's weird. You're like the third person that I've talked to that is going to turn 40 in the next couple months. Um, <laughs> actually talked to a woman yesterday who's turning 40 in May. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, you're a yoga instructor. Okay. Um, and also a human and you're in your apartment in Hell's Kitchen in New York. Um, are you alone in your apartment? Do you have roommates? I am alone. I live by myself. Okay. Me too. Um, so I feel you on that one. Now, can I, can we see the space that you're in? Um, sure. This is, uh, I'm in my bedroom. Okay. Um, well, art and lights. I like it. And, uh, I'll, I'll get up. It's a little, I didn't have the lights on, so I'll, I'll have to turn the lights on. Uh, that's okay. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. I always like to ask because these are the spaces that we're spending our time in right now. Right. This is like my, my, my very dark living room. I have my so when it comes tonight, I just basically uh, turn the lights off and put candles on. Um, this is the kitchen. 
It's pretty big for a New York apartment. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's a really old apartment. Um, It's a really old apartment. And it's a a friend of mine's. um, And, uh, but he, uh, he kind of moved to Delaware. So he kind of uh, bequeathed it to me. Okay. Is that where you're going to stay? Because I have to be honest, I really liked the, the lighting in the other room. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that's where I want it to be. So if you like that, I'll go okay. back. <laughs> yeah, go back. Um, thank you. So, I mean, you're going to have this forever. So let's make it look great, right? Yeah. Uh, what did I do? I touched something. I'm so new, new to this. Hello? Okay. I can hear you, but I can't. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, so, I touched something. I'm new, I'm new to this Zoom thing. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, okay, so... And you're also, I mean, I don't know what else to call it, but a survivor. Can we say that? I don't know. Or you're out on the other side. You're the first person I've talked to that has actually known that they've gone through it. I've talked to some people that have think that thought they had it. Ah, um, well, I, w- I would say, I would say um, that we are all surviving this. And actually, um, since it's it's been brought up already. Uh, one of one of my main um, messages is that we are all infected with COVID-19, whether it ever gets in our bodies, gets in our blood or not, because as mm. you know, we are all suffering from it, you know, and we are all affected by it, every person on the planet. Um, and so that's, that's actually a big part of, of my message is, is, I mean, I did have it in my body and I did suffer from it uh, physically and I was sick, but I really believe we're all infected by it because it's affecting all of us. You're right. And we're still, and you're still going through it, even though you're not actually sick. I think that's a beautiful message and a really important one, actually. So, wow. Way to start it off. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) So there was so much, um, if I could, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please. It's your interview. What what would you like to say? I I was just going to say that, um, when I uh, first felt sick, I don't usually, uh, I don't usually get sick. Um, I knew something was, was, I mean, I knew something was immediately wrong. I I felt, and we can talk about this later. I felt like I just, something was clearly wrong. Um, And it was, uh, I, I was, I was positive. It was the coronavirus. um, And so when I started, because when I first felt sick, I, I felt very responsible. The, like the, the normal me would be to go to work, would just to kind of work through it. Um, mm. but, because, but because this was in the ether, um, I was like, you cannot, you cannot go to work. You need to stay home. Um, and uh, so I did that under the the belief myself okay i'll quarantine myself for 14 days so as i was doing that i was giving myself this um kind of like finish line like after 14 days i can go back into the world i don't know how that's going to be but it kind of was like something that was that i was holding on to to get me through it Mm. and then while i was in that incubation period if you will everything shut down here in in new york city at least um and when i actually got my results which is a a longer story that we'll talk about later uh the 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 
doctor on the phone or the medical professional on the phone who told me I had tested positive, which I had, I was convinced I knew. Um, but when he actually confirmed it, he said, keep quarantining because we're, the virus can live in the host for longer than 14 days. We're just not sure. So it kind of really was like a crashing defeat to me. Cause I, like I said, I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can hunker down, stay here alone for 14 days, and then I can go back into the world. And then when so, someone told me not to do that, it was kind of very jarring. Mm, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And okay, we are going to get into all of this. And I want to just take a step back real quick first. Um, and thank you already for being so vulnerable. Um, Victor, do you remember the first time you ever heard about coronavirus? Uh, the first time I can't, I can't pinpoint a day or a moment. I, um, I do avidly watch uh, cable news. I avidly watch MSNBC and CNN. So I would say as soon as they were reporting it would have been the first time that I heard of it. So you love our current administration. <laughs> I, I can speak freely, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a safe space. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, At least I for do. me, but this is on the record. So you'd say whatever you're comfortable yeah. saying. I'm, I'm comfortable, comfortable saying I hate that motherfucker. I, uh, um, what what was it today? My, you know, I was on a part of a family text and um, we were all talking about how terrible everything is. Um, oh, it was my mom sent to the, the family um, this kind of thing that someone posted saying that in addition to the president, I don't even want to say his name, the president's name being signed on all the, the checks going out, it, his name should also be included on a lot of death certificates. Yeah, it, there's, I've heard people say, can you be charged with homicide for something like this? Um, well, because so was information, my, go ahead. My, my sister replied later on, um, we need to vote him out. Or she said he needs to be voted out. And I replied, or taken out. And uh, my father kind of was like, that, that, don't write, don't stop writing that. That could be a crime. But, but just to your point, that's how I feel about this administration. Yeah. And I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> I, I get totally right. Which is all about like, like whatever. And I'm a really, really spiritual person too. I'm a lover. Really. I cannot know. Just, there's just no, is my opinion of that. So anyway, um, okay, so you are an avid watcher of the news, which is interesting because I've had plenty of people that I talked to say, I didn't find out until March. I don't really watch the news. I don't like to watch every, and it's so interesting. I watch the news. I was being informed. And I, not necessarily all the time, but I'm a, a nomad, a world traveler, and I ask questions, I pay attention. I wanna know what's going on. Um, but I don't even think I heard about it until end of January or something like that, or consciously even remember. So when do you consciously remember hearing about it? Because, or actually, let me ask you this. When did you get sick? When was that day? Do you remember when you started yeah, the, feeling Yeah, the, the first day that I felt really sick was March 10th. 
March 10th. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. That's the day that I flew back from Vegas, last day that I was on a plane, and the first day I got back to Colorado. Okay, March 10th. It was just... Yeah, New York was starting to get hit then, actually, thinking about it, because I was in Denver. Seattle already was, and New York was becoming, it was becoming a thing. Um, yeah, talk to me. Were you aware of it before March 10th? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was definitely aware of it through, um, throughout February. I, and you know, like you said it. Um, and go back, tell me like, when did you start becoming really aware of it? I, I mean, I, I watched, I watched cable news every day. So, um, I, okay, I, so when it started becoming big in Seattle probably is when, yeah, even before that, the, it was the cruise ship that docked and the, the first case was actually in Northern oh, California. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then after that, then it hit Washington State. Um, and because it started in North California and then Washington State, very naively, I just thought, you know, we think sometimes we think we know everything, that it was going to take a while for it to come to the East Coast. Mm. Just because when it first hit the U.S., it happened way over on the West Coast. <laughs> right, not thinking about the fact that there's the coast right there where all the travelers are coming in from. But it is this thought of like, well, it's not in my backyard, so like I'm good for a little while. I was surprised how quickly we uh, documented our first case in New York. Actually, I was like, "Oh shit, it's here already." Yeah. When was I, that? I was thinking we had some time. Um, I probably late February. Okay, really soon to when you got it. And did you feel at risk? Did you feel nervous? I felt aware. Okay. Um, I felt aware, um, I, I do something, uh, with my life where I'm in, uh, groups with people. Um, I like to hang out. Um, I like to socialize. I like to go to my, uh, favorite bar. Um, so I, I felt very aware of, of it. I didn't, I, I won't say I felt afraid. Um, but I would say I was, I was very aware. Okay. Um, were you doing anything different? You were aware. Was that changing your actions at all? When I went to like one of my, uh, regular restaurants, um, I went to like fist bump the bartender and he's like, Hey, we're not shaking hands now. Um, and so he, uh, no, no, no. He didn't coerce me into shaking hands, but I decided to shake his hand. Uh, at first I was, I was trying to be a little bit more, um, cautious and distant with that just uh for you know practice um with society so i was trying to avoid uh things like that um i would say i always washed my hands but maybe i don't always like for 20 seconds so i was more aware of of like rubbing my hands more or you know uh drying my hands off more um more thoroughly sure things like that you know okay yeah. okay so little things here and they're like hygienic things but you were still going and doing things and hanging out with people teaching yes. yoga i presume yes okay and then all of a sudden boom march 10th yeah. talk to me about that whole day it, it kind of came like a freight train um i did feel uh, like lightheaded and um, exhausted the day before it was a Monday, March 9th. And I, like, I felt something coming on, but I, um, you know, like I said, I would usually just kind of power through and then 
uh, March 10th, it was a Tuesday morning. I actually taught a yoga class at 6 a.m. And I finished teaching that class. I, I showered and I came back to my apartment because that's what I do. But after class, after that early morning class, I started to feel way off. Um, I started to like know something was wrong. Um, and I was supposed to teach again at 12.30 and later on in the evening at 7. So I was at home feeling very weak. I scrambled to get those two classes covered. I, uh, they were at two different establishments. I uh, contacted the managers of both and said, listen, I'm not feeling well. I can't teach these classes. Um, but it was like my responsibility to get them subbed out. So I, I did that. But while I was doing that, I was just, it was hitting me. Um, and so that day, it just happened all at once. It, it was like a vampire came and sucked all the energy out of my body. It's hard to explain. It's just like, I felt like I had no energy, no life force at all. I felt so weak, like I could barely stand up. So I just actually was in this bed that I'm sitting on right now. Um, and that's when I started to get like these like cold spells and shivers and then break out into cold sweats. And then it like kind of came from nowhere. Like these the, you know, people say the body aches, but that was the worst part for me. What I felt throughout my body, I, I've never felt before. And I hope to God, I never feel it again. Just my whole body hurt. It hurt to, it hurt to think of moving. And I was laying in bed and this all just started happening. And a, a good friend of mine called me and, and, you know, she's like, you need to go to a doctor. And I'm like, I can't because I can't move and I couldn't, I couldn't move. Uh, and just everything hurt. And I had, like I said, no energy. And, um, and I just started to like rest and sleep. And um, uh, I wrote something on that day. I could read it to you if you want. Um, but as, as essentially I really felt like, like I was like sitting with death. Um, and I, so you know, comfortable just sharing it. I do. Do you want to hear it? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. So, um, it's, uh, I, I, I write every day. It's just kind of part of my practice. Where did my journal go? Oh, here it's right here. Okay. Um, so this is, uh, what I'm about to read to you was what I wrote on Tuesday, March 10th while I was by myself in my apartment, um, this was the first day that I really came down with symptoms and it was the worst that I experienced the whole time. Um, okay, here, it, no, no, oh, that's April 10th, I'm gonna go back a month. I've been writing a lot, as you can imagine, because it is really, um, it's a good time to write. I, I just like, thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, you're welcome. It's, uh, I, it's easy for me. I'm a, I'm a Leo. So <laughs> I'm very, uh, sensitive and, um, but also, uh, like to share. So, um, okay. This is, this is it. One thing that I'm not is the boy who cried wolf. I have been on death's doorstep before, 
and I find myself here once again. I don't think that death will take me this time. I just know that we are intimately close to each other. I feel a way that unusual fails to describe, yet I am at a loss to find any other word to suffice. I feel like a corpse, frail and fragile, skin and bones. I feel like if someone poked me, I would collapse into thousands of shards of glass. My intuition tells me that I have the coronavirus, just my luck. I have been in bed all day long. I still feel completely weak. I can barely move. All I can do is sit with death. Maybe we'll play a game of cards. I've always been good at cards. I don't always win though. The one thing is, I am not afraid of death. If he took me in my sleep, that does seem like a peaceful way to go. However, as awful as I feel, I also have the intuitive feeling that I will die another day. How did you know? Um, I would say uh, years of um, a highly developed spiritual practice. Um, you know, something that I wrote in there said that I've been on death's doorsteps before because I had, I, in um, 2008, I uh, had a staph infection in my spine. And I went to about like, I went to four different doctors or medical professionals who told me that there was nothing wrong with me who diagnosed whatever I had as something muscular skeletal. And they gave me like the first one was at the hospital at Bellevue. He gave me a, mil a subscription for um, 500 milligrams of ibuprofen. Um, and then from there, just the next person gave me something more. And then the next person gave me something more. And I just knew something was wrong. And um, I actually had a, a, a vision. I know this probably sounds weird. I had a, a vision of myself, um, connected to an IV and eventually when I went to North Shore Hospital in Long Island um, and no one could tell me what was wrong uh, they did x-rays they did cat scans they opened up the MRI ward and gave me an MRI and that didn't show anything but they admitted me to a hospital bed and um, when I was in that hospital bed and I was hooked up to an IV um, it was like the vision I had of myself being there. And that's when I felt safe because it's just this kind of um, highly intuitive, um, you know, sense I have connected with, you know, uh, anything you want to call it. energy, the universe, yeah, anything you want to call it. Um, and so when this happened, I, I, I felt that same way. And um, I was like, Oh, I've been here before. Uh, meaning like close um but and, like, um, almost safe like you talked about playing a game yeah so yeah. wild so wild thank you for sharing that Woo! okay so <laughs> that was the worst you felt wow yeah, 
the next day, I, mean, I, I kind of good, right? Because then it's only up from there. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, that was like it was. You know, uh, I don't know if that conveys it, but it was really bad. Yeah, um, really bad. But then when I, you know, I I got through the night, and the next morning I woke up and I knew I was out of the woods. Wow. Like I knew if it was gonna, you know, I knew I was safe. Because you um, woke up feeling better than you felt. Yes. Worse. Which yeah, is, I mean, I mean, way better. Or you made it, like you made it through, or so, yeah, whatever it yeah. was. That's how. I, that's exactly how I feel. Like I made it through. Because you even wrote, "If I die in my sleep, okay, it's peaceful," and then you made it yeah. through. Oh, yeah. Victor, I'm so glad. Okay, like really. Um, Me too. Oh my! I don't even know where to go from there. Okay, so you taught a yoga class that morning. Yeah. You know how you got it, by the way. Let's go to that. Have you been able to figure no, that out? No, no idea. No idea. Okay. No idea. No idea. Now, when you found out that you were had a positive uh, result, what happened? Did they ask you a lot of questions or anything? No. It was so um, really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it was so frustrating to actually. I I got my I got the results. Um, two weeks after March 10th. Two weeks? Yeah. I got it on March 25th. It took me about 12 days to get the results from my test. And the whole time you're probably thinking, okay, I'm feeling better. It's almost been 14 days, no matter what. Like I'm gonna be able to go out and go to the store. Also, maybe I have the antibodies, so I'm fine. Maybe I can go see people. Who the hell knows what you were thinking? You could tell me, but like, yeah, okay, a blow. Then you find out not only do you have it, but also that you have to stay inside longer. Yeah, that was, I kind of mentioned it before. That was really um, like, it burst my bubble because I thought, okay, I can get through the 14 days and then like, I'm free. And then it's like, no, you're not free. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, however, since then, um, I have actually gone to Mount Sinai and donated my, uh, blood, um, to give oh, them the plasma. Oh, the Yeah. Yeah. Good and they came, for you. Wow. Yeah. And that came back. I had, I had a very high, um, percentage of antibodies in my blood. So hopefully that can help someone else. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's happening is they're doing a blood transfusion. Because you have the antibodies and putting in other people? I don't know how. So, you know, for anyone who has had been uh, diagnosed as positive, you can, uh, the next thing is you can give your blood and then they take the plasma from your blood, which contains the antibodies. And I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how they use Herba. that. Science. Oh my God, that's really cool. Thank you for doing that. Wow. How amazing. Okay, I hope, I hope a lot of people are doing that. But you have yeah. had to have gotten a positive diagnosis. Um, at first, I think now, um, because so many people have not been able to get tested. Right. Uh, and it's just presumed that so many people have had it. Um, I think they've loosened up the uh, restrictions on that. Um, again, I'm not exactly positive, but I've heard that from some people that now you – don't necessarily need to have been 
conclusively diagnosed as positive, but if you think you had it, you can donate because they're in such dire need of it. Wow, and they can still test the, the blood anyway. Yeah, that's what has, so I, I gave wow. my blood and then about a week later, I actually got the results that, yeah, your blood is rich in the antibodies. And how did that feel, by the way? Um, it felt lots of things um, because I used to uh, donate blood uh, a long time ago um, and then I became sexually active and I'm, I'm a gay man. And uh, part of the restrictions to giving blood is if you're a man who has slept with a man since 1977, you're ineligible to give blood. Really? I mean, this is yeah. HIV, I imagine, is what right. it sounds right. from. I mean, I, I wasn't even born in 1977. I know, that's, what I'm, that's why I'm like, really? Like, yeah, geez. so since I, ever since I became sexually active, I haven't given blood, and that's a long time ago. Um, so they, they actually, they, they restricted, they, they took away some of those restrictions. It's not completely gone. It's just modified. Although no one even asked me um, at the hospital what my sexual orientation was or any of that. Um, wow, so interesting. Yeah, so it Maybe felt like- they know they don't if, have to now. Yeah, it felt vindicating in a way because um, that was uh -huh. something that I liked to do. Like, and um, I think what so many people have been feeling uh, is this feeling of helplessness. Mm. And so for me, it was, I'm like, it, it, it alleviated that because I was, I was able to do something that I felt might help somebody. Totally. Can you go back? Um, I hope so. You're not supposed to give blood. Um, you're only supposed to give blood about, I think, three or four times a year. Okay. Because once they, once they take it, it takes time for it to uh, regenerate. I was wondering. Dang. Well, I mean, okay. if, I, if, they'll, if they'll let me, I will. Yeah, sure. Of course. But I would love also to. Be yeah. safe. Now, yeah. How does it feel to go out now knowing, well, I guess you have the antibodies, so you probably feel okay going out, right? I don't know. I, I, I feel safe for myself. I also feel a need though, um, a social responsibility because there's no way for anyone to know like who's, it's not like the scarlet letter, you know? Um, so even though I know, well, we don't know anything really, I'm presuming that I'm safe. I mean, I know I have the antibodies, but we don't know for sure that that means you uh, can't get, get infected get again. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's presumptive. It's, it's highly right. presumptive. That it is. I'm There's fine. so much unknown. There's so much unknown. There's so much unknown. So I, I presume I'm fine. I presume I'm safe. The most important thing for me is to not, you know, transmit it to anyone else. That's why, like, the moment I felt sick, I was like, I have to stay home. Well, yeah, let's talk about that, though. How about that 6.30 yoga class? What happened? Did you have to tell people? Did you have to tell I mean, uh, I, I, I wound up telling the, the place that I worked for after the fact. Right, because you um, didn't know before. Of course not. I didn't know, right. And so when I, I mean, I did contact them and say, I can't teach the 12.30 class. Um, and, and, and I suspected it. And then once I was diagnosis positive then they emailed me oh we heard you were and then they sent me this whole questionnaire I had to answer all these questions when's the last time you were here and when how many classes did you teach da, da, da. and um so I had to answer all those questions like so the yoga right studio asked you more questions than the medical office and the doctor's office that gave you your test results yeah yeah 
Ain't that something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I guess I should mention, um, because it's been so hard for so many people to get tests. So number one, I feel very lucky. Uh, just because it's like, like I knew right away, but it's, it's, you know, if, if you tell anyone it's, yeah, it's my, my psychic or my intuition, you know, they're like, what? okay, this guy's crazy. But um, it is nice to have that definitive, you know, scientific. Totally. Um, you know, uh, and, and so a lot of people haven't been able to do that. Uh, so I think partly that was because I was kind of towards the beginning and so I went to an urgent care. Like I didn't go to a hospital. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Mm. Um, but, and the first time I went to the urgent care, they did not give me the test um, because I had not left the country and I didn't know anyone that had it. Um, and the doctor was pretty much telling me, you have the regular flu. And he was literally writing me a prescription for flu medication. And then while I was sitting in the, the room with him, my test for the flu came back negative. So then he talked me out of testing for COVID because he's like, well, by the time you get the results, you'll be, it'll be out of your system anyway. So it's the point. Um, wow. But then I, so I, I left and then two days later I went back. It's only two blocks away from where I live. And I'm like, you know, I, can they get tested? And they, they tested me. Um, but like I said, it took about two weeks to get the results. Wow because the lab that they sent the sample to was so backed up. Wow. I mean, it's the US. We're supposed to be the country. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just really wild how much stuff this is unearthing. And by stuff, I mean just inequities, like gaps in our systems and policies. And, and, and I actually think as sad as it is, it's good. We need to do this. It's just like as shitty as Trump is, it just showed how much shit we need to fix. People are awake. The whole world is awake right now to a lot of stuff that we weren't before. And anyway, before we go down that route, I don't even know if I want to go down that route. Let's talk about yoga and being a yoga teacher. Sure. What's it like not to, first of all, how many years have you been a yoga teacher? I've been um, a yoga, yoga teacher for eight years. Yeah, um, for eight years. Okay. Uh, I've been I've been practicing yoga for twenty five years. Wow, good for you! And yoga is your full time profession. You're making you're living one hundred percent from teaching yoga in I was studios in person. <laughs> yeah, I was until you know. Now who knows. <laughs> I mean, presume, I hope, I hope, to, yeah, that's how I consider myself a yoga instructor. I've started um, teaching a few classes a week on Zoom, which is very strange, um, but I'm doing it three times a week. Uh, and it's great to be doing that. Uh, it's very healing um, and it feels uh, purposeful. I am a yogi. I practice pretty much every day. I'm looking at my yoga mat is why I'm looking that way. Um, and I actually wrote a post about yoga today on my Instagram. Um, and this is the picture. Oh, lovely. Um, and the word, sometimes I do like words of the day. So the word was peace, but 
Um, the quote is, we all wish for world peace, but world peace will never be achieved unless we establish peace within our own minds. And for me, yoga is one way I do that. And I am so grateful for the practice these days. But I'm a student. How long, how long have you practiced or been practicing? Consistently. Um, like, I would say, I, I mean, on and off for like maybe like, I don't know, four or five years, but like really on and off. And um, the last year and a half, it's been basically every day. And I don't think that's, like, that's how it goes, though. It's it starts, you know, you weave in and out of it, and then you can't stop really once you like really get going. I mean, it just feels so good. Um, and yeah, it's it is my medicine right now, among with like a couple other things. But I'm a student. And I still miss going to class. Like, it's not the same. I mean, so much of yoga is, it is a spiritual practice about energy and collective energy. Um, yeah. And Connectivity. Yeah, and you've been doing it for eight years. Like, how are you feeling? How's your mental health? How, like, what's going on? Um, I'm so glad that you asked that because... Um, I think this is really a test for all of us uh, mentally. Um, so when, you know, when I was sick, like just people would constantly be asking me, how are you? And I, I, I kind of knew that they meant, oh, you know, Victor's sick. Victor has COVID-19. I, I kind of knew like they meant, they were like, you know, maybe like the virus was a mystery to them. And that, that's what was implicit in their question. But I received it as, how are you? And I'm like, do you really want to know? Because mm. I'm not great, you know? Physically, I'm fine. And like, like I told you, that first day was the worst of it physically. Um, but the, the mental struggle, um, I've been really good uh, for a few weeks, but I was really not good for a few weeks. Um, and I, I think maybe I'm only thinking about this now, um, probably a, a huge part of that was because, um, so much of my, my practice was, uh, temporarily suspended, um, you know, and not just the physical, like, like all of it, like, um, the connection with people. And I mean, I didn't do anything physical for a month. Mm. And that's just such a way that a lot of us do connect with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, you know, I'm sure you understand, like, it's not just that, right? It's just that's one way for us. Like, the yoga is not only what happens on your mat. Your mat is a gateway for you to reach the yoga. Yoga is the state of being, and we all have different paths that lead us there including on our mats and including the physical practice. Again, that's like one pathway to yoga. And so I just felt that my pathway had been um, temporarily suspended. Um, I had some really dark days, uh, just mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Like there was moments when I quote unquote recovered uh, where I had wished that the virus would have taken me. <laughs> You know, I hate to say that. Mm. It's just true. Um, mm. I was like, yeah, because then I was like, all of a sudden, I'm still recovering. All of a sudden, I don't have a job to go back to on the other side of it. And then there's this just all these enormous 
struggles. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to, you know, live? <laughs> um, how am I going to do all the, like, like I really was feeling the weight of my world crashing on top of me and, and um, the guilt that I felt because so many people have, are in the hospital. So many people have died and are dying, you know? Um, so this enormous guilt that I felt, uh, like it's a privilege to be able to complain. It's a privilege to be able to suffer. It's a, it's a privilege to be able to have these struggles that I'm feeling because so many people don't have them. It really is. When people ask me, how am I? The, the most comfortable, most real answer I can give these days is I'm grateful. Nothing else really feels good or right or real. Like that is what feels real. Even though I have moments where I'm really fucking good and I have moments where I'm really not good. I'm grateful, period. Um, so I completely that's, get that. That's yoga, by the way. That's yoga is, is being grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you for like going there with the mental health thing. Um, you know, people say, is the virus going to kill us or is the economy going to kill us? And I'm like, is the virus going to kill us, the economy, or is the mental health going to kill us? Um, or whatever else. The truth of the matter is while we might all be dealing with this, as you said, um, <laughs> weathering the storm, go sailing through the ocean, going through a storm, whatever. I might have a yacht and you might have a sailboat and somebody else might have a fucking wooden stick to float on or nothing. Right. Right. You know, like we're all dealing with it differently and going through it differently and damn. And I don't even know where my train of thought was going with that. Um, and it's so, it, you know, usually I ask people and actually before I go there, I mean, have you figured out finances? Do you, you know, qual does a yoga teacher get unemployment in the same way? Like somebody at a corporate job? Um, yeah. yeah. Like it's still, it's still unclear. Um, I filed for unemployment and I got a few deposits, but I'm not sure even like what they are or, um, or how they um, add up because it's like, I got three different deposits like this past week. Mm -hmm. Um, all for like 400 something dollars. And I thought I was um, going to get my like normal salary, but I like, I don't know, you know, but uh, and I was so confusing. It's so confusing. And like, it's, it, it took me three weeks to file for unemployment. I kept, I was one of those people I kept trying and I just couldn't get through the internet would crash. The phones were, they just stopped working at one point. Um, so I, I finally got, I talked to a gal two days ago. It's been five weeks for her. She still hasn't done it. She's in the city. Yeah, it's it was like that's so I feel very blessed. Like oh, I finally I got I was able to get through. Um, <laughs> yeah, but after three weeks, it's crazy. So yeah, I have no. I mean, I I know it's like I know it's supposed to be retroactive. We just don't know anything right now about yeah. anything. Um, and that was when you were um beautifully eloquently um speaking um what 
came up for me is that, you know, the other thing is we don't know what's on the other side of this. Number one, we don't know how long it's going to last. Um, and it drives me crazy, like, to hear the president or anybody really um, talk about going back to normal because their normal's gone. Like, by the normal's way, do you gone. Want, do you want to go back to, nor to what it was? Because it, well, it wasn't so good for a lot of people, by the way. Right. But a lot of people, right. That's just it. A lot of people just want to go back to normal because it was good for them. Mm. You know, but like, like you said at the beginning, uh, the virus is non-discriminatory. Right. So it, and like I said, I, I think it's infected all of us. Um, and the thing is normal is gone. Like what we lived in before is gone, whether that's for better or for worse, it's, it's gone. So all of us as a world have to create the new world in front of us. And it, it, it's beautiful and it's terrifying because none of us know what it's going to be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I'm assuming this, so if I'm wrong, correct me, but as somebody who considers themselves spiritual, as you said, um, you know, I'll, you are a part of my collective, totally. I mean, really, all humans are, but consciously a part of the collective. And I feel like we've been calling this in, asking for something like this. And by the way, wondering how the hell can this happen? Some sort of global universal consciousness shift without mass destruction, war, I don't know, an atomic bomb going off. In a way, this is potentially the most peaceful way this could happen. A clearing for something it's, new. From the natural world. You know, or it's from nature. It? Or is it? Some well, you know, biological. I, I, be I believe, I know, I've, I've heard those... Um, conspiracy theorists thinking saying that that this has been bioengineered i i don't believe that you know I, I could be wrong um however if you look at um what's happening geographically right the waters are cleaner the air is fresher more breathable um Praise the way the how fast mother nature is healing herself is Unbelievably cool. I mean, yeah, the earth is healing us. So I, I feel like the, the virus, uh, you know, came from, I, I feel like it came from nature. Um, and it's just been kind of like mother nature's attack on, I would say the abuse of humanity, the way that humanity has abused the planet. Just, yeah, abuse, period. Yeah. And I'm, here i mean good like it needs to happen because we couldn't go on the way that we were it was my fear more my fear though is that we will go back to that and there's a lot of powerful people trying to just get back to what it was without sure, but as you said, we can't we can't yeah we can't because it's not gonna it's, it just can't it won't it won't happen you know no and and i mean I don't know. Let's talk about the, the short-term future real quick. Speaking of what could change or not change, it's 2020 in the United States of America. It's a huge fucking year for us, period, aside from any of this. Yeah. How are we going to vote, Victor? Are we going to vote? Are we going to push the election? We're not. I mean, come on. What do you think is going to go on? I'm, I'm fearful and I'm hopeful. 
Okay, fair. Same Z's. You know, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, that that the people have the power. To quote Patty Smith, um, I'm fearful because our president is dangerous and evil, and uh, right. I mean, he's speaking like a dictator, literally saying, I have total authority. Um, I don't know how this is not, what's that? You think he'll enact martial law? Sorry to cut you off. I had no. that. Yeah, um, I, I, God knows what he'll do. Um, it's not going to be good though. Um, I don't think that enough people will stand for it. Um, before this happened, I was worried about the uh, the safety of the election. You know, I mean, for sure. Uh, I mean, Russia interfered in our last presidential election. They have been trying to interfere or they have been interfering with this election. So before this happened, I was already a suspect of what the election would be. Um, now, now just everything's kind of just been like kind of abruptly you know, like, so um, I'm going to go with I'm hopeful. Um, I'll have to put on that asterisk. Uh, I'm still fearful um, because I don't trust him. Yeah. One, one bit. I hear that hard. I hear that hard. Okay. I have a last couple of questions to ask you to um, wrap this up. And I could... I've talked to you for a long time, um, asked you many more questions. So maybe we'll have to do this again. Um, but it's weird asking you this because you actually had it yourself. Um, but as of today, April 16th, 2020, do you know anyone that has been diagnosed positive with COVID-19 other than yourself? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I know, people who have had it, who've not been diagnosed, including one of my sisters, including a good friend of mine. Um, I, know, I know a lot of people who presumably have had it. Um, I don't know if anyone that I know that has had it has been diagnosed or not. I know a lot of people that have had it. Um, I'm just not sure if I know anyone who actually got the actual diagnosis like I did. <laughs> I'm only laughing because everybody has said that. Not everybody says, yes, I know someone who's been diagnosed positive, but everybody has said that. It's wild. And I've talked to almost, I've talked to at least 40 people at this point. Wow, yeah. Not in the, maybe not in the first week or so, but lately like, <laughs> time is an illusion these days, so. Okay. Um, now, Time is an illusion, always. You're right. It is. It's a made-up thing. Uh, it's a human concept. Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> you made me want to go down all these different paths. Okay, so um, you kind of mentioned there's really no ever going back, and who knows when we'll get out of this, and it's an interesting question I, I ask everyone, but I'm curious, you know, if you could predict the future, when are we getting out of this? Um, 
I would say uh, there's there's no way to predict because there are so many different foreseeable uh, options, um, and it really does depend on so many different attributing factors. Uh, I mean, before our conversation tonight, uh, I did watch the the press, the White House press briefing, where the president said that as early as tomorrow, some states can reopen with these new guidelines. I don't know, even know if you've heard of them. There's going to be these like phases, phases of reopening. And to get into phase one, a state has to get through the gate, right? However, there's apparently several states that right now are technically able to get through the gateway to get into phase one of opening. Um, and it's not even May 1st, and we were supposed to be on a national stay-at-home order till May 1st. Um, so, so that's why there's no way to predict, because uh, this virus is one consistent thing about it is that it's consistently unpredictable. Um, Oh will there my be, gosh, I didn't know that. I looked at the news all day. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was literally just announced before our meeting. Wow. So they, they unveiled this uh, three phases of reopening. Um, however, earlier today, the governor of New York, I call him President Cuomo, uh, said <laughs> that- So many people talk about Cuomo across the country. People he's, are working at Cuomo. Can he just replace Biden? I was a I was an Elizabeth Warren supporter. Um, uh, I felt the burn. I, I respect Bernie. I do. And and I, and and there was that a, a long time. It looked like Bernie was going to be the nominee, and I definitely would have supported him ten million percent. You know, fucking Biden. Who's better? Better than Trump? Obviously. Oh, there's no comparison. Yeah, no comparison. But it's like, come on, that's the best we could do, America. Come on. Well, you know, that's that's kind of back to our point before. Um, it it it's gonna take a lot to you know to wake people up. Um, that's like a long, that's a long process. And you know what I was saying, so many people just want to get it back to the way it was. And that's because there are a lot of powerful people who want that because it's good for them. So we're sure, far away. True. And there's also just people that are afraid of change and just want to feel some sort of like comfort in the safety of it. Even yeah, well, those powerful people really use that over the less powerful people. Cause sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Redirecting really quickly. Um, back to when are we getting out of this? Um, uh, and okay, so my definitive answer is when there's a vaccine. 18 months then? A year to 18 months. Okay, 2021, sometime then. I'm with you, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so let's say it's 2021. The whole world's looking back at this. When we do, who are we all going to look at as the country that handled it the best? Who's the golden child? and who failed? Uh, America definitely failed. Um, China definitely failed. Um, right now, as of now, um, 
it looks like South Korea is probably the 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 the, the massive country that handled it the best. Um, Australia seems to be doing well with it right now. Um, so I mean, right now, as of as of what is it, April sixteenth to twenty twenty. Um, I'd say the country that handled it the best was South Korea or has been South Korea. Okay. Um, cool. Usually people have a much harder time answering those questions, but you said basically the same thing that people say getting wrapped around. South Korea is a big one that comes up in the U.S. Yeah, we're failing big time. I agree. Um, you know, something I didn't really ask you about that it's after seven i'm like oh i want to ask me so many questions okay two last questions How, i mean i'm solo in my place too i'm not living with anyone how do you feel about that um uh to your to your point grateful um i i have the 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 um maybe strange capacity to uh to be to be well alone um honestly i'm so glad that there's been no one else here uh with me through this does that mean i never get lonely no um just uh you know i'm kind of like a like a, a lone wolf through life um, I mean, I have, uh, I have lots of friends. I'm very, I'm very social. Um, I, 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 I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> Same. Really, like so many of the things that you're saying. And I thought I was weird for a while because I'm like, I had a dog for, for uh, almost six years too. And I was like, man, like if I'm just me and my dog for the rest of my, like I'm good, really. Um, and I did this human design thing recently with my friend and uh i don't know have you ever heard of the human design charts i've heard of it but i don't know it it's oh. really amazing and anyway to make a long story short i can explain it to you another time you have all these centers and mine are all closed and connected and usually what happens in relationships and partnerships is people want to find someone that fulfills them literally but i don't need that maybe you're the same way i don't know but it is what it is. And yeah, I feel grateful too. I think I'd go crazy if someone was here, but fuck, sometimes I just want someone to hold me. Yeah, that's nice. That's definitely nice. Um, that's what I miss sometimes. The touch. And now we're all so afraid to touch anybody physically. Oh, it's weird. It's a conundrum. It like, and also I'm like, when's the next time I'm going to make out with somebody? Like, feel comfortable making out with somebody. Yeah, it's. Uh, are you I mean, in a relationship? Or do you have? Are you do you have a partner? Or are you dating? No, I'm single. I'm single. Yeah. So do you think? I mean, I thought about. I'm like shit. And I'm 32. This was my year. Like I was ready to call on my partner and find a person. What <laughs> What sign are you? I'm a Pisces. Oh, when When was your birthday? February 22nd. Oh, happy belated. Thank you. Yeah, you're very uh, emotional, yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you not see me crying when you were reading your thing? I, I, mean, I, I might have. That, I guess that. I really anyone maybe do. I'm, I am sensitive, yes. Um, emotional. Um, but yeah, it's just an interesting to think 
thing to think about being single, living through like, when are we going to feel comfortable kissing each other, sleeping with each other? Will we give a shit? Will there come a point where it's like, you just need that? We're animals at the end of the day. Can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. Um, I've, I've gone through my own thing where I've, um, kind of grappled with being alone my whole life. Um, and I went through a, a long period of my life where I felt like that was just the, the path for me. Um, not to say that I, you know, I, I've ever been, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, abstinent, um, but just in terms of a partner, I, I've, sure. so I've kind of <laughs> resolved myself to like, okay, that's just not going to happen for me. And then I fell in love with someone and then, all of a sudden it just kind of like reawoke that, but that was over three years ago now. And um, it just kind of really devastated me. I'm probably still in love with him. <laughs> I don't know why, but I am. Uh, so even, you know, I dated someone after that and it just wasn't the same. Um, so right now I'm not, it's not even on my radar, uh, basically just that I can say that I've already uh, grappled with the the thought of being without a partner for the rest of my life and i uh became somewhat i made peace with it sure i get that and in a lot of ways i feel like i have too in weird ways but also not um but like i said it would take a special someone to deal to go through this but anyway this isn't about me this is about you and what the last thing i would love to know no i like to hear about you i've been talking about myself (laughs) well this is me interviewing you um we'll have to do that another time so i want to know you know i truly think that and i kind of mentioned calling this in wanting this i also think aside from any of that is when there's tragedy hardship when humans are backed up in a corner and they have to figure it out, we do. It's when our spirit shines the most. And so a lot of good, <coughs> excuse me. God bless. Thank you. I think we'll come out of this no matter what and already has, by the way. And we've talked about some of it. And, but I would love to know like what good, what positive things, what transformational upward things have you already seen happening with your friends family local communities new york us the world the planet and what do you think good is going to happen um great question new yorkers we're um uh very resilient and in the face of of great tragedy we um we really see the best in people uh it happened um, you know, on September 11th, I was here in Manhattan and just the way that, um, the way that, you know, not to sound trite, just the way that there's this, this sheer outpouring of love, um, that happens. Uh, one thing that I've been, you know, um, thinking about and saying is, you know, to people, to friends of mine is, you know, why does it take the worst of things to bring out the best in us? Totally. Like, like why can't we always call that person we're thinking of? Or why can't we always tell someone, hi, why can't we always tell someone, I love you? But I I think that's like, that's to answer your question. Like, that's what is happening a lot. Um, There's a lot more of um, reaching out to people. There's a, a, 
I think a big shedding of the emotional walls that we put up because we kind of have this permission to allow those feelings to flow where so many people kind of don't allow that to happen or they, they, they put up a wall or they, they block, they block themselves from, from that. And so um, just a, a long answer to your question is I think like, like the, the collective wall has been taken down and we can just, um, we can just be nice to each other, you yeah. know, and we can just be loving and kind and generous. And um, so that's, you know, a lot of that has been happening. Um, another, amazing. Yeah. Another thing is just like, like it's shown light on so many real pertinent issues that I hope we will address and fundamentally change like the inequalities in socioeconomics and um to help people of color and and uh to, to address racism and discrimination and to see how it's embedded in our culture here at least in in the united states and to actually not just see it because this happens time and time again like it did with hurricane katrina and then we just kind of sweep it under the rug again, you know, maybe, and this is where it's, you know, just being hopeful, maybe we'll actually start to change it. Even if it's like a little bit. I think we will. That's great. I and think we I, will. I mean, we're doing it every day at my job. That's you know? Beautiful. Yeah. Thank Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I work in diversity and inclusion. It's Milena's company. Um, and we help companies hire more women. We are talking about the inequities every day now. And I feel, I feel, what's the word that I'm looking for? Privileged to be able to do this. It's an honor really. So, and I feel like it's my, I have to, you know, yeah, just like you had to go donate the blood. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, that's all I've got for you tonight. Is there anything else that you want to share as of today, April 16, 2020, about living through all of this, living through this time period in history? Living through this time period in history. Uh, it's definitely a unique moment in history. Um, it's definitely a transformational moment in history. And um, hopefully, hopefully it will be remembered as a unifying time in history amen to that amen to that cool i'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording one thing i want to say that okay. i my big that just came to me my big takeaway um yeah. has what's become my mission what's become my mantra love is medicine yeah love is medicine so when i was you know when i was literally physically sick right I hydrated, I rested, I slept. Um, I, I did all of that. Um, the, and those are all healers and there's a lot of healers. And the biggest healer for me has truly been love and the outpouring of love that came to me that I allowed myself to receive um, was really what healed me. So my, my message to everyone and my mission 
in life is to spread this message that love is medicine. So uh, spread the love, spread the medicine, and let's heal the world together through love. Thank you so much, Victor. You're amazing. Um, and I'm so happy that you are here to tell the tale and continue spreading this message of love. It's so needed. So thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World, Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World, Your Story. From all of us here at the One World, Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love. Have a wonderful rest of your day.